I just want to wake up every day, throw a leg over my scoot, and ride. American Roadrunner. American Roadrunner. Stories from the road. Whether you are a rider, wrencher, racer, or just a weekend warrior, this is the show for you. You found us, my fellows. Welcome to the American Roadrunner Motorcycle Show, brought to you by the book American Roadrunner. And now, your host, Bob Marshall. Welcome back, my fellows. Another American Roadrunner Motorcycle Show. I gotta tell you, things have been a little off. I woke up Monday morning only to figure out through the Instagram that my good buddy Chris Taylor had passed away Sunday night in a motorcycle accident. Cool Breeze Chris, we called him. Needless to say, Chris Taylor was a really good dude and a really good riding buddy I would run into from time to time. So I thought I'd share a few quick road stories about one Mr. Chris Taylor. I know for me, I met him maybe six, seven years ago at one of the Chilardis. Chilardi was what the party we called celebrating the birthday of one Mr. Charles Davis, Nomad Charlie, you heard on the last few episodes, and his cousin, Velarde. Velarde's a good stampeder and friend as well. Anyways, so I met Chris at this Chilardi. I think, I think that year we all met up in Scottsdale, probably at that... Uh, that one bar across the street from the bicycle. TT Roadhouse, that's what it's called. The TT Roadhouse. Met up there, cruised on up to Payson. We might have gotten to take a stop over at a good bar in between as well. But anyways, we cruised on up to Payson. Our buddy Keith had a nice little uh, joint he was putting together where they were doing pizzas and he had the oven and everything going. And it's kind of great if you ever been to Payson. It's just one of those places that you can kind of relax and where we were, you could walk everywhere. That big cow that hangs over the road at that very fine establishment was right across the street. Strip club of some type. I think they've only got three women dancing in there, but it's a pretty chill place. And But I remember as soon as we got there, it was quite frozen. I don't remember if it was March or April, but Chris didn't bring the correct riding gear i thought and he had a big stream of freaking saliva going down the side of his face by the time we got from scottsdale to pace and oh my gosh it was so darn cold and it was frozen to the side of his cheek that's when i thought this dude's my kind of dude so we got to hang out and have a good time enjoy the party and all the other good things and i remember maybe a year later he was in an accident and uh, maybe two years later when he was in the accident, I uh, started messaging with him a whole bunch. I got to look at these messages last night. Oh, my gosh. We had a good time throwing back and forth good music, including a little Willie T. Taylor. Willie T. Taylor's just one of those great musicians, especially people who ride, can really, uh, really enjoy, really connect with. I'm a big fan of his music. I'm going to share a little bit of it with you right now. This is me playing a little song for you, Chris. Little Willie T. Taylor. I'm everywhere now. Well, this death ain't going to hold me down. Cause I'm everywhere now. And I'm everywhere now. I'm the pillow for your head, mama. I'm the dreams in your bed, mama. And I'm everywhere now. Now this death ain't gonna hold me down. Cause I'm everywhere now. And I'm everywhere now. I'm the salt in your tear, child. I'm the whisper in your ear, child. I'm everywhere now Now this death ain't gonna hold me down Cause I'm everywhere now 
I'm the shirts on your back, buddy. I'm the wheels on your track, buddy. Now I'm everywhere now. What's that thing gonna hold me down? Cause I'm everywhere now. And I'm everywhere now. I'm the banjo for your string, brother. I'm them songs that you sing, sister. And I'm everywhere now. What's that thing gonna hold me down? I'm everywhere now I'm everywhere now I'm the kid's good night, baby I'm the brave in your fight, baby The good Lord's with me There ain't no reason to miss me I'm everywhere now No, this death ain't gonna hold me down No, this death ain't gonna hold me down Oh, this death thing gonna hold me down Cause I'm everywhere now Now I'm everywhere now Now I'm everywhere now Now I'm everywhere now Sometimes it's nice just to pick up a guitar Use a little music, a little bit of my words, a little bit of the voice God gave me, whatever that may be worth, and enjoy a little music. Here's to you, Chris. My favorite memory of Chris was uh, after this accident, we are all hanging up out at uh, Hippie Day's place in Cornville, good old Cornville, Arizona. We'd have these corn-free events, that's what they were called, corn-free Hopefully they go on next year. They went on many years. And my pops and I had cruised up there and we were hanging out, having a good time. And my dad had decided to go sit off in the corner away from the fire in Hippie Dave's uh, shed garage that he's got there. And all of a sudden this young skinny guy hobbles up and sits down next to my dad. And I went, oh man, that's Chris. Like I hadn't seen him in a year in his accident. He was barely walking. And uh, he had grown his hair long, and so I go on over and say hello, and we have a great chat. And he sat there the whole night, him and my dad, just solving the world's problems. That was the last ride I ever got to take with my pops. Corn-free, Cornville, Arizona. I know I ran into Chris a few more times after that, and he always had good things to say about my pops. It meant a lot to me that he got to know him. I think our good buddy... uh, Long John said it best that we all know the chances we take when we sling a leg over a sled. It's just always rough when it happens. Very rough. Chris, you're going to be missed, my friend. You were definitely one of the good ones. It was nice hanging out with you and all the times we did. Bisbee, Paris, California, Los Angeles, Ventura all the other places in Arizona. Chris was from downtown Phoenix. Chris Taylor, one Mr. Cool Breeze Chris. You will be missed, brother. Thanks for letting me share, my fellows. Let's get into a bit of some good news. This one comes to us from Four Corners Motorcycle Rally, the Million Dollar Highway Saloon, and our good buddy, Mr. John Oaks. I'm sure you all remember him from last season. Needless to say, he was giving away a bike, and he wrote this great story, and the great story worked out well. The winner was Caddy G. Congratulations, Mr. Caddy G. He is a winner of the 2020 Lowrider S Customized by our friend Steve over at Speed King Cycles with paint by Valley Customs. John writes, in my career, I've had the honor of giving away a lot of motorcycles. The disappointing reality is normally the winner doesn't want or keep the bike. That's not the case with Caddy. He's going to ride this bike. Here is how the surprise reveal went down. 
On Wednesday, December 9th, we received the winner's name from the Sweepstakes Administration Company. Upon learning the winner was from Riverside, California, that's where I am, by the way, he entered to register for the Quade Harley-Davidson and Four Corners Motorcycle Rally Veterans Ride benefiting Warrior Build 232. I personally didn't recognize the winner's name, so I immediately called Brandon over at Quaid to see if the winner was a customer he knew. The winner could have been from anywhere in the Continental 48 United States, but he wasn't. He was one of only 200 people that rode with us, so a very narrow group. Brandon immediately outbursted when he heard the name, I know Caddy, I've known him for 25 years. After Brandon calmed down, we cooked up the plan to call Caddy and see if he was available to come to Quaid, Harley-Davidson. He answered and said yes, but we didn't tell him why. I immediately jumped in the truck and headed to Durango, Harley-Davidson, to be with the bike when we told him he was a winner. This screenshot is from the moment I told him he was a winner of the bike. Check it out on the gram, Four Corners Motorcycle Rally. Caddy is a veteran himself, currently doesn't have a bike, bought a helmet and borrowed a bike to go on the ride, and his brother, who's an active rider with a 2019 Road King, is moving back near him after living out of state for years. He's going to ride this bike. He's going to make memories. Congrats, Caddy. Cheers to everyone who entered the sweepstakes but didn't win and the bike but got some hot sauce, rib rub, barbecue sauce, shirt, hoodie, hat, beanie, coffee, veterans ride tickets, and anything else from Million Dollar Highway Saloon. Well written, Mr. John Oaks. I got to say that story totally made my day when I read it several days ago, and I just had to share it here on the show. Anybody interested in some more riding stories? Let's get into it. We've got some really killer people doing some really killer things on these roads of America. Yes, I'm talking about the Ride 1K in a day. It makes me so happy to share so many other riding stories as I've gotten to share so many of mine with you. Here we go. To start it out, one of our very favorites, D2 Traders, Mr. Pete with Death to Traders. If you've read my book, you know Pete and Jan are very good friends of mine. This man crushed three consecutive 1Ks from the state of Arizona up to the state of Maine on his rigid chopper. And by rigid chopper, I mean his D2R rigid beast is something that has passed me several times in the middle of the night. I've got nightmares about this machine. It's quite amazing. If you get a chance to check it out, he's on the gram at D2Traders. Needless to say, it was 3,061 miles in 60 hours, 56 minutes. This is no small feat, but for this man, it might just be a walk in the park. Here's his first leg of the trip, 1,011 miles in 15 hours, 50 minutes. To celebrate turning 60 at the beginning of this month, I decided to challenge myself to ride a 1,000 mile a day over three consecutive days. And it turns out it's almost 3,000 miles from North Phoenix to my family's summer camp in Maine. It also was a great excuse to get away from the endless 110-degree days of the Arizona summer. My plan was to leave each morning at 3 a.m. and get to my destination before sunset. I wasn't planning on racing the clock, but as each day progressed, something would click in my brain. The speed went up, the legs got longer, the stop shorter. Day one did not start out well. From the initial fuel stop, I jumped on I-17 South to run out to the I-10 and back to get the 88 miles needed to make it 3,000 miles to Maine. I hadn't gone five miles when suddenly the whore's headlight went out, and by whore he means the bike I have nightmares about. After checking fuses, jiggling wires, changing the bulb, all with no luck, I decided to head back to the house and figure it out in a lit garage. And then the headlight mysteriously came back on. So I decided to press forward. And for the remaining 2,995 miles, the whore ran like a champ. 
Having gotten used to an LED headlight bulb, going back to a stock bulb made it feel like I didn't have headlights at all, and I definitely welcomed the sunrise when it came. It was a beautiful ride through northern Arizona, Utah, and Colorado with lots of sweeping turns and majestic scenery. Warm, at least after Flagstaff, which was freezing. Very little traffic for the first part of the day, and a nice tailwind. The big-time sucker was a couple of construction zones on I-70 in Colorado, of course, one of which was a steep grade up to the Eisenhower Tunnel. It was a parking lot as 18-wheelers in low gear set the pace. Very glad to be on a liquid-cooled bike. There was a ton of overheated cars pulling to the side the whole way up. The final 200 miles included transiting Denver's shitty roads and drivers while taking a few good whacks that come with riding a hardtail. Ready for day two. My man Pete! This guy's rocking it. Well done, sir. The second leg Mr. Pete did. This is day two of his 3,000 miles in three days from Arizona to Maine. Day two started before 3 a.m. as I woke up before the alarm and felt raring to go, plus worried about having to cross the two time zones. My first stop came very quickly as I was way underdressed, plus needed coffee. Then, in the Platte River Valley, hit heavy fog where I had to follow a truck towing a trailer with no lights for an hour at 40 to 50 miles per hour. But... When the sun came up, it was a great day bombing across Nebraska and the rolling cornfields of Iowa. There's plenty of traffic, but it didn't impede forward progress. In fact, it probably helped by being able to hide in it. Once I crossed over the state line into Illinois, the speed did not diminish, but the fun factor rapidly did in proportion to the deteriorating roads. Frost heaves every five to ten seconds was exhausting. Tons of bikes had been going the opposite direction all day, but I got to Sturgis, Michigan with plenty of time before sunset to change back to LED headlight bulb, check the bike over, and go grab dinner and liquid refreshments before sunset. Day three was going to come all too soon. The third and final stretch for Mr. Pete. Got on the road at 3 a.m. after four and a half hours of sleep, but this morning I was feeling the previous 2,000 miles. I kept stopping for coffee and to warm up, and the riding before dawn showed other disadvantages. Sure, no traffic, but you're the only traffic and prime picking if you try to bomb it, and the state troopers of Ohio, Pennsylvania, and New York have their toll roads on lockdown. For 700 miles, it was slow going, plus by 10 a.m., the road was packed. I for sure didn't think I was getting to Augusta by sunset, but then came Massachusetts. Everyone was driving crazy, and the adrenaline kicked in. For the last 300 miles, it was game on. Full speed ahead and damn the torpedoes, or in this case, potholes. I hit one so bad going around Boston that it almost threw me off the bike, and another one that made it sound like the rear tire popped. I had to stop, check the whore over, and put my mind at ease. By the New Hampshire border, my hands and wrists were destroyed, and the handlebars had rotated back and it felt like they were in my lap. By Maine, there was almost no traffic, and everyone was going 90-plus. I was bombing along at 95 when the only rain on the whole trip hit two miles from the finish. A rainbow behind the whore was a nice flourish on a solid ride for a maturing girl with 168,000 hard miles on her. 20 more miles got me to camp and a week of R&R on the lake. I will need it all. The ride home will be conducted at a far more leisurely pace, I can assure you. Biggest takeaway? This is a beautiful land we live in, and experiencing it on two wheels, regardless of speed, makes it even more amazing. Mr. Pete, thanks for your writing. Thanks for all you do. Congratulations, my dear, dear friend, on completing not one, not two, but three consecutive days of Ride 1K in a Day. Stampede Pete.
Next up, one Mr. Craig Paul crushed this 1K loop with a few friends. 1,023 miles in 21 hours, 16 minutes. Looks like they had an incredible ride, free of issues and surprises. On June 11, 2020, several members of the Blue Knot Motorcycle Club Virginia chapter took a 1,000-mile ride to ride with pride in solidarity and brotherhood. The day began early in Haymarket, Virginia, and after meeting and a quick fill-up, our day began. We continued down the Woodbridge, Virginia, to meet the rest of the group before pointing our eight bikes south. We continued on to Richmond as the day started to bake the asphalt. As temps began to climb with each mile, the ride continued along the east-northern Carolina interstate through Roanoke Rapids and on to Fayetteville. As we continued towards Pedro south of the border, the temperatures climbed into the triple digits. Determination was high as we neared the turnaround point. The dream for Carolina barbecue for lunch was crushed by COVID. As we rode past the halfway point, all we were seeking was cooler air. The flat Carolina countryside started to give way to small hills passing Charlotte. As we continued towards the starting point of the back of the dragon, the twisties called, but the clock was becoming our enemy. The draining humidity had taken its toll. Onward to the small town of Withville, the elevation began climbing. The temps started to drop 87, which was very comfortable compared to the 100-plus temps in the lowlands. The setting sun made for a majestic backdrop as the eight nights soldiered on. Kissing the eastern side of the Blue Ridge Mountains as the sun set to the west, dropping below the old range, we continued that last 250 miles. Soon it was us and the tractor trailers rumbling northbound on Interstate 81 with the finish line in sight. As the clock passed the midnight hour, we turned eastbound for the last 50 miles. All in all, a great day of riding with my brothers. As we broke off for the final exit of our interstate, the sweet and grit of the day of the road was worn like a badge of honor on bikes and riders alike. The midnight hour had passed, as had 1,000 miles. A great day. Well said, Mr. Craig Paul. Congratulations on crushing the 1K loop. Victor Calloway knocked out his 1K with a few friends, 1,055 miles in 20 hours, 16 minutes, adding to the group. He wrote, Myself and seven of my Blue Knight brethren set out on 11 July 2020 to ride 1,000 miles. We met up in Woodbridge, Virginia around 6 a.m., headed south on I-95. We decided to stop approximately every 100 miles to fill up and take a break. Next stop was Richmond, Virginia. From Richmond, we rode into North Carolina, making a quick pit stop and headed to the world-famous south of the border to see Pedro. We made it to South Carolina close to lunchtime, so we refueled the box and ourselves. After getting a bite, we saddled up and continued on our journey, leaving I-95 to U.S. Highway 301 west to Orangeburg, South Carolina. From Orangeburg, we headed northwest towards Columbia, South Carolina, on I-26, connecting to I-70 North, continuing past Charlotte, North Carolina. We stayed on I-70 until it merged onto I-81 in Withville, Virginia. We proceeded on I-81, north of Front Royal, Virginia, exiting onto I-66. Finally had the home stretch. The clock had passed midnight, but we knew we had hit the 1K mark. Now it was making it home safely. Yes, we did. I arrived home approximately 1.30 a.m., 12th of July, 2020. It was a long but fun ride. I'm proud of my MC. Well done, Mr. Victor. I've been on these roads myself. Needless to say, they're just as pretty as can be. Congrats, sir. We got some excitement at our 500th Ride 1K. This one on the gram at the Llama Biker crushed this Texas to New Mexico loop. 1,053 miles, 21 hours, 41 minutes. Texas to New Mexico. How beautiful. And the Llama Biker writes, This was one of the best riding adventures I had in my entire life. 
before taking on this challenge, the longest ride I had ever did was 242 miles. Well, I can finally say I've rode over 1,000 miles in less than 24 hours. During the trip, a few gremlins knocked down my left mirror and ripped the screw out of one of my saddlebags. Thankfully and luckily, I had my gremlin bell protecting me from further damage and or potentially an accident. If those who don't know about the gremlin bell, look it up. The legends are true. I'd highly recommend any biker to take this challenge. This is something powerful and magical while you are riding on the highway with just you and your bike. You truly find yourself away from all the negativity that surrounds us today. Thanks for those who kept up with me on my social media platform and support me during the adventure, especially my beautiful wife. Well said, the llama biker. Adventure afoot, bringing it back to California at JN Mason 79, knocking down a 1K loop, 1,009 miles in 18 hours, 56 minutes. They write, I've been pretty much locked in my house, like most everyone else, since mid-March because of this pandemic. I was doing just fine with it, and then, all of a sudden in mid-May, my dog tragically passed away. Not something I was expecting or had time to prepare for. That usually threw me for a loop and made being in the house tough to handle. I was constantly looking for an excuse just to get outside and away from the heaviness. About two weeks after she passed, this 1K challenge popped up in my Instagram feed, probably because I follow one of the sponsors. My thought was, that's perfect. Hell yeah, I'm fucking doing that. I'd never ridden that many miles in one go on my motorcycle and nowhere near the amount of hours. It took a little while to Google map a route. I found routes that were many hours faster than the one I ended up choosing. But in the back of my mind, they all seemed rather boring because they were on main interstates. I wanted to get some back roads in if I was going to do this to make it worthwhile. I ended up picking a route that mapped out at over 16 hours and passed by my buddy's place in L.A., which was a bonus. I, not too persuasively, asked my brother if he'd like to do this ride with me. He didn't show much interest, and I didn't press him on it. I always kind of knew I'd want to do this solo for some reason. Maybe because I knew if things got painful, I could take it and soldier on and wouldn't have to worry about someone else. The ride was awesome. Great scenery, good and not-so-good smells, the Five South, we understand. Crazy right-hand gusts of wind and a near head-on with a blonde ditz on the 395 who severely misjudged the room she needed to pass in a single lane. Luckily, I was able to throttle down and get into the shoulder and flip a bird. The last three hours in the dark was awesome while being tired. But I made it. Great ride and worth it. It's always good to challenge yourself. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Well written, Mr. J.N. Mason, 79. Congrats on your ride, 1K. Welcome to the club. Let's head on over to the Midwest, as they say, for one Mr. J underscore Scott 31. Crushed his third annual 1K, and he did it fast. 1,016 miles in 13 hours, 53 minutes. Congrats. He writes, Plan my 1K to meet my wife and stepdaughter in Denver. Couple of days before leaving, the overall speed record was reset, so I figured, why not give it a shot? Well, I set off with the record in mind, but shortly into the ride, construction and weather had other plans. Decided the record was out of reach, but still wanted a personal best pace. Pushed through the rain and dropped the rain gear in Iowa City. Beautiful weather the rest of the way into Denver, hitting my 1K as the sun broke through. Well done, Mr. J underscore Scott 31. You did it right. Set your personal record. This is your personal challenge. Make it happen. And if you can't keep up with the Stampeders, that's okay. I know the feeling. Endless Highway. Crushing this 1K in Manitoba, Canada on his 92 BMW K75 RT. 1,747 kilometers 
That's 1,084 miles in 21 hours, 41 minutes. My favorite riding is long distance, preferably multi-day, solo trips. And twice now I've bought bikes sight unseen in faraway places just to have an excuse to ride them home. When first I heard about Ride 1K in a Day on Bob Marshall's motorcycle show, that's me by the way everybody, I immediately knew I had to do it. Obviously long distance routes from home are west, east, or south, but once the COVID travel restrictions came down, I had to come up with a route that stayed within Manitoba. That meant going north, much farther north than I'd ever been in a car even. All the roads north of Winnipeg are two-laned undivided highways, and I didn't expect them to be very good shape either, so I knew 1,000 miles in 24 hours wasn't going to be a piece of cake. I also needed to take into account the fact that there aren't any 24-hour gas stations in that part of the world, so sticking to the schedule would be critical. The other challenge I set for myself, as if riding my first 1K wasn't enough, was to tick off as many sites as I could in pursuit of the Manitoba by motorcycle at MBBYMC challenge as possible. That means a lot of five-minute stops for selfies in front of the statues, parks, and historical sites, further straining the schedule. After a couple of false starts due to bad weather, I finally had a window open on July 3rd, and I set out around 4 a.m. with my saddle bags packed with gas. For the next 20 hours, I had a blast. Not only was I seeing part of my backyard for the first time, but I was also experiencing it all in the best possible way, from the seat of a bike. Other than the speedometer taking a crap right before I left and leaving me with no odometer reading, the K75 was great, eating up the miles effortlessly and without a single complaint. The last 100 miles were pretty horrible, but we won't dwell on them. Made it home safe in just under 22 hours. My advice to anyone planning a similar ride, plan for a recovery day. I needed two of them. Well written, Mr. Endless underscore Highway. Thanks for following the show. Big shout out to you. More importantly, congratulations on doing your ride 1K in a day. Texas Strapco crushed his second 1K with us, his last being in our first year of operation. So it was great to see him back. He did 1,051 miles in 19 hours, 12 minutes. For this one, on his 2018 Harley Road King Special. Man, I bet that thing's sweet. He writes, Me and my son-in-law and a friend from work met up to leave at midnight and left right on time. The plan was to head to Little Rock, Arkansas, then over to Oklahoma, but we found out en route Oklahoma was a no-go. So north we went at a high rate of speed blowing through the night and passed a couple of cops in the same town at 90 miles per hour. I'm assuming they were napping. We hit Little Rock and then went west to Fort Smith. We decided to go south through Arkansas in the Oachita National Forest, knowing it would add a little time but should be a cool ride. Well, it added a shitload of time. It was 150 miles of nothing but curves and damn logging trucks with 10 cars lined up behind them and not many spots to pass. So we did what we could and just enjoyed the view, which was awesome. So after a frustrating 150 miles, we hit the interstate ready to roll. It was all but stop traffic. Road work had I-30 down to one lane. So we rode the shoulder, dodging construction signs, hundreds of cones, 
barrels, tire parts, and other road debris. Finally made it past all that to open interstate, and it's hot as hell now. We rode a while until more construction put us back on the shoulder. Finally, it all opened up, and we were back on the fast track home. I must add that the people in Arkansas were great. They were all super friendly and checked out to see if we needed help when we pulled over to take pictures. Overall, we had a great trip. There's something about a friend out front and family behind me barreling down the highway at 90 miles per hour that just makes me feel like I'm living life right. 1,000 miles is a long way in 18 hours and 47 minutes is a long time, but I don't remember thinking about anything except the ride. It was great. Well done, Mr. Texas Strapco. Let's get to rider two of the three at Redbeard TX92, crushing the 1K loop with the other friends, 1,015 miles, 19 hours, 2 minutes, on his 2018 Harley-Davidson Street Bob. We didn't have anything else to do on a Tuesday night in the land of COVID. That's all he wrote. Well done. That's pretty freaking awesome. Great trip. Glad you got out with some friends and freaking made a day of it in the land of COVID. Congratulations. Rider three of three, Richard Bermudez knocked out his 1K loop, 19 hours, 11 minutes, 2011 FLSTC. Sounds like these guys had a great ride. He wrote, our first ride started at a fueling station in New Caney, Texas with my friends and his son-in-law at around midnight. I was in the lead riding my 2011 Heritage playing some good old rock and roll and listening to the navigation Bluetooth in my helmet. In my opinion, riding at night is extremely good for traveling when you're going long distance because there's not so much traffic. Some of the disadvantages to riding at night includes our limited visibility, which limited us to a distance our headlights will travel. Additionally, road hazards such as tire treads, road gators, and animals such as deer, hogs, dogs, etc. have to be considered at the speeds we were traveling. I tried not to dwell on it too much and just twisted the throttle and let it go. On this trip, we had to stop every 1,000 miles in order to save our behinds from going numb. I'm going to leave that mistake in there. It's a little funny. 1,000 miles. Now... Back to our regularly scheduled road story. The sun started to rise and we were almost to Little Rock and traffic was just starting to feel the roads. So far, the ride had been very fast. Not to mention the roads had been all ours for the most part. A lot of the truckers were lined up bumper to bumper at the rest stops. We took 40 west and Little Rock heading towards Fort Smith and was running about an hour ahead of schedule, according to Google Maps. Projected time to travel, the temperature started going up, and the sweat started to run down our backs. Our next stop was at a gas station in Atkins, Arkansas. To fuel up and change the route, we were taken. We agreed to head south when we got to Fort Smith, which would go through Oachita National Forest. This route would add a little time, but it was only about 150 miles. It shouldn't take too long. Once we got to Fort Smith, we headed south on 71 down through the forest. This was a very scenic route to ride through, but it added an extra 2.5 hours at a minimum to the trip. The rest of our trip back was a good ride traveling at highway speeds. Well done, Richard. Congratulations, gentlemen, on making it all happen. Coming to you from the East Coast, 
at NYC11282 on the gram, crushing his 1K loop on his 2015 Harley Road Glide CVO. 1,067 miles in 18 hours, 4 minutes. He writes, Needed to clear my head after everything that has happened in 2020. Well, that's an understatement, but well done. Decided a 1K in a day was a ticket. Staying within the boundaries of New York, I lived here my whole life and had no idea how different the state was up north. Started the day with some fog and cold weather, but it warmed up to the mid-90s by noon. As you can see from my picture, I was not very excited about the heat. It was indeed the perfect ride regardless. No rain, clear skies, clear roads, road therapy at its finest. Well written, Mr. NYC11282. Welcome to the gang. Here's a good one. Way down in the south, rider one of two at Aaron underscore Sheehan. That's A-A-R-O-N underscore S-H-A-H-E-E-N. Knocked out his 1K with a friend on his 1999 Harley FX-DX. 1,000 miles, 17 hours, 42 minutes. These guys were rocking. He writes, We wanted to go to Key West, but it wasn't far enough, so we went to Charleston first. Left at 2 a.m. We were super impressed with how good of time we were making and the lack of traffic there was. We even went through some torrential Florida downpours that lasted only a few minutes. Then we got to Key West. The traffic was so slow and the last leg was punishing. Also, one of our tires was slightly larger than factory size. So once we got our destination, we had to do a few more miles. Either way, we are so stoked to have done this and join the ranks and all the other 1Kers. Until next time. Welcome to the ranks, Aaron. Rider 2 of 2 on his 2006 Harley Street Bomb. He writes, We decided to do a 1K and figure if we were riding a thousand miles, it might as well be to somewhere cool. We left Middle Georgia about 2 a.m. with plan to hit Charleston, then Key West. Once we started riding through the night, we were a little disappointed we didn't leave at sunset and do the whole ride in the dark. It was so nice and cool. The weather said it was going to rain most of the way, but we managed to dodge most of it outside a few quick downpours in central Florida. Once we got to the Keys, however, it was raining the whole rest of the trip. When we finally arrived in Key West, we were greeted with a cold beer and a sailboat to sleep in. Now to start planning for the next one. Well done, Adam. Welcome. Another one from our neighbors to the north. This one at sanjeev.parmar.1232 on the gram. Crush this beautiful Canadian 1K 1,609 kilometer loop with a friend on his 2004 Harley Davidson Electroglide. By the way, that's 1,094 miles, 19 hours, 13 minutes. They ride. First official 1K ride. The morning started out cold, but with excitement. Rode hard with beautiful views. Learned where the bottom of the gas tank is. Had to fuel roadside. Got to learn more about a new riding buddy, Aaron McKellar. Enjoyed lunch in Jasper. Had dinner at home. 1,672 kilometers in 19 hours, 13 minutes. Great day. Well written. Congratulations. New friends from the north. Durango Co. Gas Receipt. 1,000 more miles on the odometer as well. This is at Busted Knuckles SC. Made it up to the Four Corners Motorcycle Rally for their yearly shindig back in the month of September. 800 miles of it without a shifter arm and reaching down to click it over as needed. That's great. Busted Knuckles SC really earned that beer and three entries into that raffle. Congratulations, our old friend, Mr. Busted Knuckles underscore SC on the gram. I'm sure you very much enjoyed the Four Corners Motorcycle Rally. Back to the West Coast at TL Carter 792, crushed this 1K, his second with us 
on his 1993 Kawasaki KZ-1000P with skis attached. I'm a big fan. You know how much I love my cop bikes. 1,000 miles in 24 hours. Time zone changes accounted for. He hit both on the nose. I shit you not. I checked his documentation a few times. Congratulations on another one, Tyler. Another great ride at TL Carter 729 on the gram. He wrote, After two years on my way home from a ski trip in Mount Adams, I decided it was time to plug my Speedo cable back in and watch the miles rack up again. Thinking I had plenty of time, I stopped for a little shut-eye just outside Bozy. Something I'd regret the next day when my clutch push rod actuator came apart. Uh, yeah, I've been there. After dealing with that, I had almost six hours to cover 400 miles. I picked the straightest, fastest highways I could and came in just under the wire, with zip ties holding my clutch actuator together. Well done, Tyler. Congrats on rocking your awesome KZ-1000P. We might have a new record coming up. Dun, 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 dun. But first, at Hell XN Wheels, crushing a 1K around Vancouver. All right, some more friends up on the north there. 2019 Harley-Davidson Sportster, 1,200, 1,610 kilometers. That's exactly 1,000 miles, FYI, in 21 hours, 12 minutes. They write, what a ride, 1,000 miles on a Sportster. Started off the day by waking up at 3 a.m. after only a few hours sleep with a vicious sunburn from a day on the lake. It would have been easy to say another day, but God hates a coward. About halfway to Tofino, I came face to face with a bear standing in the middle of the road who seemed less than impressed he had to move out of the way. In Tofino, I watched the sunrise on Long Beach, looking out over the Pacific Ocean. After a quick pit stop, it was back the way I came and up to Gold River. The road from Campbell River to Gold River is one of the best roads I've ridden here in Vancouver Island. At this point, it was scorching out. Every time I slowed down and stopped in traffic, it felt like my sunburned legs were being held on a hot grill. Next stop was Port Hardy. I'm lucky I brought my extra fuel canister. Otherwise, my day would have ended on the side of the road in a remote area with no cell reception. I made it to Port McNeil on fumes. A quick ride from there, I was at my furthest point north, Port Hardy. I was already behind schedule, so I filled up and turned around to put down some miles. Next stop was all the way down to Lake Cowichan, where I'd start the Point Renfrew Loop. This is the point where fatigue started to set in, physically and mentally. About 15 minutes to Lake Cowichan, I was only two minutes away from my house, and it was tough not to just pack it in at that point. But I pushed on. It was pitch black out at this point, and the Port Renfrew Loop is a poorly paved logging road with no cell reception. If there's ever was a time not to crash, this was it. After a few sketchy moments from gravel-covered corners, I made it through to Point Renfrew and then back to Souk. One quick fuel stop and I was heading up to Malahat towards home. Ended the journey where I started for 1,000 miles, that's 1,610 kilometers, in 21 hours, 12 minutes. Already planning the next one. Well done, sir. Welcome to the club at Hell xn wheels on the gram and boy i hope i said all those cities right because they sound like awesome beautiful places i need to visit on two wheels sometime soon and just like that another american roadrunner motorcycle show is about to come to a close but before it does don't forget Check it out exclusively on Audible, American Roadrunner, the book, read for you by yours truly. I don't know if you like audiobooks, but I know I do. And needless to say, I made sure this one was produced nice and loud. 
80 miles an hour in the middle of nowhere on your motorcycle with your helmet on, you will absolutely hear it. In case you missed the announcement, a few weeks ago, I was fortunate enough to be a guest on the V-Twin podcast. That was a lot of fun. Always good to share information with fellow people who ride and more so always a compliment to be an invited guest on someone else's motorcycle podcast. But as I mentioned on that show, I'm giving away a few promo codes. So if your IG handle happens to be Hall Spain, H-A-L-L-S-P-A-I-N, next one, Gangrene Glide, G-A-N-G-R-E-E-N-G-L-I-D-E, or Wild Ass Craig. W-I-L-D-A-S-S-C-R-A-I-G. And just for good measure, I pulled another one out of the hat with Goose Marlowe. G-O-O-S-E-M-A-R-L-O-W. If you are any of these people, DM me. I've got a free audiobook promo code for you. Check it out exclusively on Audible. Don't forget you can get the book on Amazon, either in softback or ebook your choice until next time my fellows keep the rubber side down boy it's getting cold out there american roadrunner american roadrunner american roadrunner american roadrunner all i want is a machine between my legs and open road Show music is brought to you by Meek. The American Roadrunner Motorcycle Show is brought to you by the book American Roadrunner and is an American Roadrunner Publishing production. Find us online at AmericanRoadrunnerTheBook.com. Find the book on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. Keep up with author and racer Bob Marshall and all his adventures and stories from the road on Instagram and Facebook at American Roadrunner. We'll see you on the road.